Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Today we're talking about Divine Day. We're getting you excited about Divine Day. All you husbands need to be pushing your wives to come to Divine because something's going to happen in the next 30 days. The next 30 days of us leading up to the Divine Day, Divine Conference, you have got to begin to push your plate away. Ladies, I'm serious. The problem is in life, we start thinking that God is a genie in a bottle. And so what happens is, see, when God created Adam, women, we are so powerful that we can push life out of places nothing should come out of. (laughs) Have you ever seen a man with a paper cut? He can't do that. But see, what the enemy does is he knows that us women are so powerful that if we ever get it together, if we ever get our minds together, he starts at a very young age trying to take women out. Because he knows that one woman can change history. One woman that makes up her mind. You get a a woman, a, a, a whole woman. She can make a poor man feel righteous. I'll never forget y'all. When I first got married, it was so funny because I was married for 17 years and I was raised in in United Pentecostal Church, which all the men looked like they were just stepping out of GQ and all the women looked like they were hobbits. And I was like, God, you hate women. Like you hate women. We can't wear makeup. Our elbows are going to make a man fall. So we had to long elbows. I mean, we had, everything was covered like an Amish. Okay. And I'm thinking, God, you hate women only because of one woman in history named Eve that could not decide what she wanted. She was the only one in history that knew what she wanted to eat ever in a woman. (laughs) And because this disobedient broad, now you're going to make us suffer and pay. And these men are just going through life like everything's just, just hunky-dory. They, they don't gain no weight. Women, if we eat a ho-ho, we get another back boob. <laughs> and the only thing that back boobs are good for is when you're slow dancing with your husband, he got a set of boobs on the back. <laughs> All because Eve. If Eve would have stayed in her lane, we would have been popping babies out and walking in the broccoli aisle. <laughs> We'd have just been dropping babies everywhere. But now because the enemy knows that I got to shut this woman up. So I'm going to start at a very young age trying to take her out. Y'all walk around saying, I wish God didn't trust me so much. And God's over here saying, queen, all I need is one woman to get in her place. And that one woman can change history in her family. That one woman can make a man of God be a man of God and walk. You got superpower, baby. You grow a whole human being in your belly. Like you grow a whole person. Have you ever thought about that? Like a whole person with 10 fingers and 10 toes that kicks you and beats you up inside. And you still can take care of your kids and take care of your husband while this, kid, this alien on the inside of you is beating you to death. And then, lo and behold, one day you start, I remember when I was having my baby. I don't know, something came over me. When I got pregnant, I was like, you watch this. I'm about to have this baby natural. (laughs) If a baby can grow in me, we're going to push that thing out in the first, I mean, it's going to be like a 10-second birth. I'm going to be like, I would get on that ball, getting ready. Oh, but something happened (laughs) at about nine months. I started feeling something happening. And I was like, Wah! 
And I heard God say, oh, you got to get through this, baby girl. <laughs> it's coming out and you might as well work with me. That's how life is. You go through seasons in your life and you allow these seasons in your life to define your whole lifetime. You allow your emotions to go cray cray. Every 28 days, he, your husband's had the same look. <laughs> your whole married life. But every 28 days, you're looking at him thinking, if I could just get my hands around his neck. I would squeeze. You're up one day, down one day, up one day, down one day, up one day, down one day. No, you got to realize that God equipped you to be a woman of God and that you can lay hands. Come out! Yo, it ain't beyond me every 28 days, okay? My husband's got that. that. And I'd be looking at him thinking, what are you doing? And God's like, he's got allergies. He'll say, now go to your war room. Yo, I'm the girl. We got married. Now, I've been married for 17 years to a pastor's kid. And for 17 years, I told that man, I don't need no man. Like, I can't even do it no more. I got so healed from that three snap. I told him every day because of rejection, because of abandonment. See, because one will put a thousand to fly, but two will put ten thousand to fly. That S word was a straight up cuss word. I'd go in straight Tourette's submission. <laughs> and God was like, girl, you better get it. He, he warned me for 17 years. You better get your heart right. See, but what we do is we, we get married, think we're the weaker, the weaker vessel. Then we start putting unfair expectations on that man that don't know what the heck's going on with you. He don't know how to fix it. He can't win. He can't get it. He can't, he's doing good. He ain't doing good. He does everything you ask him to do. It still ain't good enough. <laughs> Poor man. I'm so sorry. This is your payback for not having periods. <laughs> boom, shakalaka, laka, boom, 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 boom. I told him for 17 years, I don't need no man. And then all of a sudden, one day I woke up and I didn't have one. I was like, what happened? He said, you don't need no man. I said, oh my God. I'm going to have to move back in with my mom and daddy at 36 years old. And I'm black, but I crack. At 36, I'm thinking, Jesus, take the wheel. I've been married for 17 years. I wasted 17 years. I got two little boys that need their mom and daddy, and I went into victim mode. And I was over here praying for breakthrough, but had my hand on the doorknob. I was over here praying for, for a season. I was allowing a season in my life to define my whole lifetime. And I heard God say, Kimberly, I can't do nothing with you until you get in alignment with me. Until you get to a place you get your mouth healed. If you don't get your mouth healed, you're going to run every man off with your big old fat mouth. Now, I need you to get in time out and get well. I was like, oh. I got that much power. I can change trajectory. I can change history. He said, you sure can. He said, but I need you to get into a place where you realize the power that you possess. 
He said, I need you to realize that if you can push forth life physically, imagine what you can do in the natural. Imagine every room that you walk in. There are women in this room today that you have been stuck in that season and you've been, you've been rehearsing that season. You've been replaying that season. You decided to stay with your husband after that adultery, but yet you will never let him forget it. You got to begin to realize the power of God that's on the inside of you to allow yourself to get up, get your new living oil out, the peppermint flavor, and go in your house and start wiping it on every door in the house. I take it back weapons are oh, no weapon formed against me or my family shall prosper devil you should have taken me out when you could have because i'm about to get up and get out of this hole you should have taken me out some of you got to get that superhero see yourself oh i've been a victim in my own store for long enough Oh, honey, you're like, I don't have no friends. You better find some friends. You better find some friends, some women, because something about a strong woman. Listen to me. I won't hang around with nobody that ain't got a limp. I need to know you got something that you've made it through, that whenever I'm going through something, you can begin to pray and prophesy over them. I need you. I need some women around me. You're like, well, I don't have no friends. It's because you're mean. And then you're like, I only have guy friends. Well, that sucks for you. (laughs) Because every 28 days, you ain't got nobody to talk to. (laughs) Because he's done blocked you. (laughs) Boo. And that season, I heard God say, Kim, I'm I'm about to take you. See, this is how God rolls. He says in Joel 2.25 that he's going to give you back everything the devil stole. That's even the storms you created. Now, what he did for me was he knew I was a case. And he said, I know that shocks y'all. That I, got, I need a little bit more kick. And that's what he said. He said, I'm about to put you in timeout. And I said, well, God, I'm black, but I crack. I said, I'm starting to melt because white people melt. And I was like, now I'm 37. Every birthday I'd remind him, I'm 37. I'm 38. And he's like, I know. But your mouth is still huge. You're going to drive every person off that comes into your life. 38 came. God, you know I'm 38. He said, I'm waiting on you to get your mouth under control. I'm waiting on you to get your heart healed. Because see, a lot of times we don't understand that we're still stuck on silly until we get into another relationship with somebody. And then all of a sudden it starts, we start polluting that one too. And we allowing ourselves over here to tell people, I don't need you. I don't need no man. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need no hell. I don't care if they block me on Facebook. We are the queens of getting on Facebook. I went to the divine day service. (laughs) Pastor Kim said something that broke free inside of me. So now I'm doing a Facebook purge. If you don't see me in your news feed, you've been deleted. Because I'm tired of the drama. Boo, you are the drama. You the drama, mama. You the drama, mama. And being, you know what I discovered was I used to be that girl. Every conference I would go to, I would feel phenomenal for the 72 hours that was going on. I felt like I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. But the minute I walked out and got back into my old environment, I became that old person because I came to the conference not prepared to get my heart right. See, because we go through life and we pray for our will to be done and we don't get into position for God's will to be done. We get going to conferences and and God has shown you red flags about that bozo forever. 
But you're over here saying, I've already wasted all these years. God's saying, I got a Boaz that I want to bring in your life. But you keep holding on to Bozo because you're so used to the deprivation and pain. If it don't hurt, you break it so it does hurt. Because the enemy knows that when you ever get you a bound chick, a wow, wow, that loves God more than he loves you. He go, you be walking through. Why do you think I can wear a mohawk and combat boots at 46? Because God brought me a man of God into my life. Because you attract what you are and not what you want. And he brought me somebody in my life that right sitting on that front seat, he said, girl, you my favorite preacher. I know you just tow it up in OC. Girl, go get them. Go get them. Go get them. It don't matter if none of y'all like me or not. That boy, what? I love what the Divine Day, Divine Conference stands for. That the, the motto is, we carry the future. My question to you today is, what did you walk in with? Some of you walked in literally saying, I need a word. Like, I, I need to feel God like I've never felt him before. And God is already saying, I've already given you a word. I've already, I've already, if you just get quiet. See, we even get in our prayer closets and we begin to just talk and chatter and chatter and chatter to God. And he's over here saying, just be quiet. I'm trying to speak to you. I'm trying to get you to a place where you're not up one day and down one day. Y'all, when I tell you, God finally brought me that man. He kept telling me, get your mouth. I would go down the road. He said, get your mouth under control. I would go down the road. Come out. Because I knew this man is ready. He is ready for me. Y'all, this is how much power we have. That first Tuesday we got married six years ago. That first Tuesday we got married. I said, I heard that trash can truck coming from down the hall. All the way by the town hall. But Mark did not hear it. And I thought, I'm going to need him to take the trash out today because that's what men do. And I'm going to need him to read my mind. Because we are one flesh. And all of a sudden, I walk in that kitchen. He said, good morning, beautiful. I went, mm. I didn't get a steak dinner that day. He asked me out on three dates. I didn't go on any of them because I was mad. Finally, that evening, I walked into that bathroom, my war room. And I said, get him, God. And God said, girl, I'm about to get you. Remember what I told you about your mouth? You're about to make this good man drink too. He said, next Tuesday, you better handle it different because you got the power. You got the power to change everything in your family. You got the power to love his lights out. You got the power. Honey, you get a whole lot more with honey than you do salt. That next Tuesday, I walk into the kitchen. He said, good morning, beautiful. I said, good morning, baby. I said, you are the sexiest trash can taker outer I've ever seen. <laughs> he took my trash out, the neighbor's trash out, and every Tuesday on Instagram, I show his bald head taking the trash out. 
That's how much power we have. <laughs> That's how much power we have. That's how much power we have to birth babies, power to change the atmosphere. We can walk into a conference or into a house or into a church. And honey, you walking in and we can all feel your attitude. Or you can decide. I'm taking it back. Thieves don't rob empty vaults. There must be something on the inside of me that the devil's been trying to get for a long time. And I'm about to be awakened to the power that I possess. And I'm going to walk in it. Or you can walk into a room and never even have to open your mouth. Because you made it. You made it. When everybody else gave up on you. You made it. You might have drove five men off with your big mouth too. You made it. Because it ain't over until God says it's over. And as long as you got a pulse, God's got a plan, baby. I prophesy over you today that restitution is coming to your house. What is restitution? It is seven times greater than the devil stolen. Even your own mouth, even the own storms you created, he's about to give it back to you. He's about to give it back to you. Y'all, I walked up in here. I said, I'm going to be grown. Quiet. Quiet. But see, something happens whenever you've lived in hell, depression, your whole life and owned it like you were going to get a reward for it. Well, my mama was depressed, so I'm depressed. Did you know that once you come to know Jesus, all old things have passed away and he's made things new in your life? Did you know that you ain't got to be bipolar? You ain't got to be up one day and down one day. All you got to do is begin to open your mouth, turn on some worship music in your house. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Turn off Cardi B. <laughs> drip, drip. Is that a song? I think it is. Turn on you some worship music, some prophetic. Oh, it's been, it's been, it's been so thick in your house. Oh, it's been so thick at your job. Stop praying these fear-based prayers and take back the armor. Put it on your body and begin to open your mouth. Begin to prophesy. Let go of that father that molested you. Let go of that mother that wasn't there for you and begin to take back everything the devil's been trying to steal. You ain't pitiful. You're powerful. You ain't weak. Some of y'all got your husband sleeping in the guest room. He don't even know why he's in there. He just doing what you told him to do. Because men ain't that hard. You got him in the guest room because he didn't notice your new hairdo. You got so much power. That all you got to do. Tonight when he walks in that kitchen. To get his water to take back up to the guest room. You just walk in the kitchen. Just. You ain't got to say you're sorry. Just slide. Just slide. All of a sudden, he's like, ah! He's hearing Barry White. That much, that's how much power you have. Y'all believe in me now? Uh-huh. You're welcome, husbands. <laughs> Proverbs 16 and 3. That's why you got to get to Divine. Because y'all, I'm going to tell you something. It ain't easy to be a woman. 
It ain't easy to own your own companies and still be soft. But when you know who you are and who God created you to be, you can walk into a room and never open your mouth and shames are going to be falling off. See, you made it through some stuff that your sister couldn't make it through. You made it through people written you off. But here's the deal. You thought because the curtain had closed, the production was over. But God had to close the curtain to open up for the next scene. See, it's not always about becoming something. A lot of times it's about unbecoming what you became, trying to get people, places, and things to love you that you didn't belong in. Because we attract what we are. You were raised in deprivation and pain. You were raised in dysfunction. So now all you got is 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 desperation and, 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 and dysfunction. And you're over here saying, I ain't no man. No good men left in this world. There are. They just ain't looking at you. I remember when I was single. All I could think of was this going to be like on my honeymoon. I kept telling her, God, come on, come on, come on. Because if not, this white's melting. And on thir- I'm going to be 40 years old and be like, hello, is it me you're looking for? No. And I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said, Kim, I'm waiting on you. Chop, chop. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. Because he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So shall your plans be established and succeed. What does a divine woman look like? Huh? Thank you for asking. Her identity is forged through abiding in him. And her courage is displayed by her commitments to him and his cause. He is her driving motivation and propels her by the wind of the spirit. She is no half-hearted creature, but is drinking deeply of him and experiencing infinite joy. That means she wakes up with joy. It ain't something that you get if you get that job. It ain't something you get if little Johnny straightens up. Some of y'all listen. The reason your kid's trifling is because every day you tell him, you just like your daddy. And he knows that you hate his daddy. I would have my my, my go long list. This is before I got healed. Now I'm whole regardless. Now when I walk in a room, I'm a representation of my husband that loves my lights out and I love his back. And now we're flourishing all around the world. Y'all, I was in special ed my whole life. Like I truly thought I was special, like VIP. (laughs) I didn't have the joy I just talked about because the enemy starts really young to try to take you out and counterfeit you, right? Like he'll send people in your life, you you love those thick thighs till you met that counterfeit. You would walk around with your thick thighs like, girl, what, what? Then you get a counterfeit guy that breaks you down, and now you hate your big thick thighs. Thick thighs ain't so bad. They catch your cell phone from going in the toilet a time or two. (laughs) But now you're having to stick them in spanks. And you can't breathe. You are hot as all get out in that chair right now because you allowed somebody that didn't even belong in your life because rejection was not necessarily someone wanting out of your life, but it was somebody that God needed out of your future. And now you're sitting up in here and you can't even breathe because you got spanks on because you care more what people think about you than what God knows about you. We know when you got spanks on, you're like this. (laughs) 
Because we have allowed people in our life to give us our identification instead of Christ. The enemy will allow you to go on social media. Social media is awesome. But it also can be terrible. Because if you don't, if you don't know who you are, the devil can't touch you. But where he gets you, mama, is six inches between your ears. He makes you start comparing your life to everybody else. And y'all are in Orange County. Y'all, y'all ain't seen one fat person yet. He will allow social media. He will allow that woman that ain't even in your friend list. But she's the same age as you. She got five kids. Boy, girl, boy, girl. You got all boys trying to have a girl. And you're over here comparing your life like, God, was I bad in baby heaven? Then you see she just had triplets two weeks ago. And she's already in a bikini at Destin Beach. And you can't even get your back boobs off from little Johnny that's 14. Then the next day, ah, you see her husband. Her husband looks like he stepped out of GQ and yours looks like he stepped out of DQ. And you are mad. Already written the five books and you can't even write your one because you were in special ed. Special ed my whole life. Comparison, 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 comparison. Every day I would get up for seven years. They'd be like, all the special kids can go to class. <laughs> I'd get up like, boom, shakalaka. I was the only one that ever left. And then one day I got a teacher that didn't like kids. That's why you don't need to be teaching or being in a career you don't like. Because the devil will use you to trip up somebody. All of a sudden that lady said, all the special ed kids can go to class. And I was like, I ain't never heard of ed. And I just sat right there. She said, Kim, that would be you. I said, oh, no, ma'am. I'm waiting for VIP. <laughs> she goes, oh, you are VIP. You special LDED. See, what the enemy was doing is same thing he's been doing to some of y'all. Today, the light bulb's going off in your, eye, in, in your heart, in your mind. Because you're realizing that what the enemy does is, since he can't touch you, he's using all these little distractions in your lifetime to trip you up. He's allowing you to run off men with your big mouth. He's allowing you to walk around saying, I don't want no babies. Because you had, you had uh, abortions in high school. And now the enemy doesn't want you to, you don't want to be disappointed because you don't think you deserve them. But my God says, you are worthy. You are worthy of a do-over. You are worthy of God's blessings. You're not your past. The world will put labels on you and will call you, oh, she's a divorcee, and use the loudest chunky butt aunt you got at the family reunion to tell everybody. She done ran off five. But my God said, you ain't labels. You might be divorced, but you ain't a div you, you, you might have been divorced. It's something that happened to you, but you are not a label. You have the power to get up and walk out of that place. You don't need nobody to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. See, what the enemy was doing was he was trying to get me tripped up. So I would never write books that Pastor Ben just showed you. I remember when God finally told me, he said, you can go full-time ministry because you've gotten so well. You got something to talk about. You went to hell and you came out on fire and I can trust you with my babies. 
Because I know you ain't never going to sell out. You ain't never going to try to be something you ain't. You're going to go in there and out. you will never even have to lay hands on the people. You will sit there and speak and they will start getting up out of their own press and on their own depression and walking out of it themselves. And as you begin to walk out of the pit, see, some of you have been the pit and God has taken you to the palace today. That's how he works. He's a God of suddenlies. He ain't no genie in a bottle, though. You got to help him. You got to quit going on Facebook and stalking that man, looking to see if his girlfriend that he left you for has got her nose growing. You got you to stop breaking your own heart, and you got to begin to determine, I'm getting healed. God told me, he said, five years ago, I was at Bloomingdale's. I was at Bloomingdale's, and I really knew God hated me because the reason I wear these glasses is because my eyebrows are not on fleek. I do not know how to do makeup. And that's the exact place that he took me. Put me in cosmetics. And I literally had to listen and breathe. This woman's breath on me. And I hated people. I was so broken, I hated people. And God said, I'm about to take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. And I'm going to need you to love little thumbnails. I'm going to need you to love people. I'm going to need it to be your favorite hobby. And right now you can't stand people. And I'm going to need you to love them. So I'm going to sit your pretty behind right there with one person. And you're going to have to feel her breath. <laughs> that first one, I was, her name was Eleanor. I'll never forget her. She was sitting there and I was getting thinking, I just need a magic marker. A permanent one. And I'm going to put her eyebrows on fleek up to her hairline. Because I hate people. And God said, you're going to stay here as long as you need to. So you're going to have to do something. I was like, oh, dear God, my kids need romaine noodles. I need to keep this job because ain't no law firm going to hire me because I'm special ed. <laughs> okay. And I'm in a city where you didn't put nothing but law firms and one belk, which is a Kmart on crack. I remember Eleanor came and sat down. And I just sat there. And I said, Kim, fake it. Do you make it? I said, girl. You don't even need any makeup. When God was creating you, he created you a masterpiece. Oh, you don't even need no eyebrow. You, your, your cheekbones are just floating. Just, oh, all you need is a lip gloss. She bought the lip gloss. That next Friday, she walks back in the store. She goes, oh, God, Kimberly. I said, Eleanor, I put nude lip gloss on you. Why are you bringing it back? She said, girl, I'm not bringing it back. I have a proposition for you. She said, I've been stuck for 13 years. My ex-husband walked out with my best friend after we had been married 28 years. I've been going to Bertha, which is her counselor, for the last 13 years. And all I've done is gotten fat on the Xanax she put me on. I still am stuck. I'm sick of hearing, how does that make you feel? I didn't feel nothing. That's why I'm here. She said, but when I was sitting in your chair, when you were talking to me, she goes, I don't know what you did. She said, but I felt something break off me. I got up out of that chair and I went home and I opened the blinds in my house and I began to take back my life. I ran a 5K. I've already signed up for it. What am I saying? Somebody's waiting on your transformation. You can't fake love. You can't fake passion. It comes through your brokenness. Instead of detesting where you are at today, I dare you stand up on your feet. Lay hands on yourself. Say, Father.
I thank you for trusting me with that storm that I thought was going to take me out. Well, y'all show ain't scaring me. Okay, this is what we're not going to do. We taking it back. I need you to get some umph behind it. See, the Bible says, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of your words. The enemies put some of you on mute. You've allowed that past relationship to tear you apart. You have allowed that season in your life to keep you captive. You ain't stuck. You know why you ain't stuck? Because you ain't a tree. You got two feet and you got two hands and you can decide that I'm about to take back everything the devil stole from me. I'm about to take back my sleep. I'm about to take back my joy. I'm about to take back my finances. I'm about to take back my marriage. I'm about to get myself into place where God can heal me because my bladder shall be greater. So Father, I pray for everybody in this place. I don't believe, y'all, I don't believe there's some people that walked in here that even contemplated suicide. The devil has been working overtime on you. It's because you are powerful. The devil ain't fighting you for your now or your past. He's fighting you for your future. He has been knocking on your door and instead of getting scared, you need to realize that the devil is such a punk. He looks under his bed every night to see if you're under there. But instead, you're allowing yourself to feel like I can't even move. But right now in the spirit, what's about to happen? There's about to be a trajectory shift in you. Your mind's about to be free. You're about to have some spiritual amnesia. You've been, you walked in this place literally like this. Like you feel like you carrying the weight of the world and you might be. You might be carrying the weight of the world, but you've got the power to do it. You got the power, baby girl. Sir, you got the power. You got the power to begin to lift yourself back up again and begin to take it back, take it back, take it back. You're going to walk out of this place today and people are going to be saying, who are you and where did you come from? Because when God doesn't shift in you, you don't even look the same no more. You look new. You look fresh. The devil's whispering at some of you right now saying there's a storm coming in your life. You need to look at him and say, devil, I am the storm. Bring it on. I ain't scared of you. Get your Rocky Balboa thing going. Come on. Come on. I ain't scared of you. On the count of three, what we're going to do. See, the enemy's got some of you on mute. And anytime you ever do open your mouth, it's usually to tell him how big the storms are. You talking to God and just tell him, God, this is how big my storms are. And God's over here saying, I need you to start telling your storms how big I am. Open your Bible. Go Google freedom scriptures. Google is a woman and has all the answers. 
you got to get in here to divine. Woman of God, this is a setup. This 72 hours. Pastor Carissa has put together a conference of speakers that I promise to God. Sometimes you just need a push. I prophesy over you that you will begin to write that book that you were supposed to write. You're going to be, you're going to open that bakery that you're supposed to open. You're going to be a CEO even when you were in special ed or two. God said, Kimberly, go write your books. This was just five years ago. I said, God, do you remember I'm in LD? Have you read my Facebook statuses? I don't know where commas go. I write like I talk. And you want me to write a book? He said, go write a book. He said, when you get done, see what we do women is we carry so much weight. If we don't do it, it don't get done right. But what God's doing is in seasons, he's bringing people around you. A team to take you and elevate you. See, sometimes elevation requires separation. You've been in that season where he's been preparing you for what you're praying for. And I'm telling you, by the, in 30 days when we're at that conference, there's going to be something ignited in you. And you've got to be intentional every night to write in a journal telling God what you are expecting in that next season of, de- of this divine conference. You better go get your tickets today because it's, you ain't going to have no room. you got to get them today because they're going to sell out. On the count of three, here's what I want you to do. Don't get anything out of this. I can't hear you. Do you feel empowered? You got this, boo. You got this, boo. On the count of three, here's what we're going to do. I want everybody in Orange County. See, I believe that whenever you get a roar cry, Whenever you, you finally just decide, I'm walking out of this place and I'm leaving everything right here on this carpet. I'm leaving, I'm leaving unforgiveness on this carpet. I'm leaving my dad on this carpet. I'm leaving my mom on this carpet. I'm leaving that friend that betrayed me on this carpet. I'm leaving my insecurity on this carpet. And you need to make up in your mind right now. Because on the count of three, we're going to let out a roar cry that everybody in Orange County is going to know that Free Chapel OC means business. Honey, what, 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 what? We're about to break some things in the heavenly. Are you ready? Are you ready are you ready are you ready one two three thank you for listening to this week's podcast we hope you were blessed